I got vaccinated against COVID-19 because doctors strongly recommend these vaccines for people who are pregnant. If you're unvaccinated, COVID could be a dangerous disease for you and your baby. I'm saying this not only as a doctor, but also as a pregnant woman. The data are clear. COVID vaccines help protect you and your baby during and after pregnancy. Get vaccine facts. KYBN, the radio station heard around the world, 24 hours, seven days a week. The time is now. The place is here. We're going to have a little talk. It's just chat with Bree. Right now on KYBN Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and the host alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the KYBN Radio Network. Due to its content, viewer discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Just Chat with Bree and today's episode of Navigating Freedom with Mr. Damon L. Cook. Good morning, Damon. Good morning, Bree. How we doing? I'm doing good. Get ready to hit the road and uh, go on my venture. <laughs> I love it. Yep, yep. Mom was kind of kind of down and out, and then I said, well, darn, Mom, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but we're going to have to spend two nights in Vegas. And my sister said the grin on her face. The grin yeah. on her face was so big, and she was like, "Oh, my arm is good. My arm is good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my sister said it went from a frown to a big cheesy grin, and then she's telling everybody, "Oh, oh, I have to stop in Vegas. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible." <laughs> so she's looking forward to it. But um, how are you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing well. You know, taking each day as it comes, uh, nothing more, nothing less, and just, you know, knocking it down, staying in oh. my space. That's that's what I do, right? I stay in my zone. Yeah, I had a question. Uh, how how are you guys doing with your donations to assist you with your program? Are you getting donations in at all? Yeah, we're getting them. They're trickling in, not as much as I would like. It's something about donating to the marginalized and disenfranchised and homeless that somehow seems counterintuitive to me because you would want to prevent some, let's say, incarceration. So the minimum donations we get, we go a long way with them. So what I was trying to do is try to instill in the people, hey, listen, you can prevent a lot of things if you would just invest or donate into this situation because to incarcerate is 10 times more money. But yet people still feel like, let me just go ahead and do this instead of doing the other thing. So it's a it's a battle, but, you know, it's an everyday thing. That's what we do. We stay on the grind, right? Yeah, well, let, let's let the people know. So you are not only working with um, incarcerated people that are returning into the regular world out of an institution, but you're also working deeply in the community with the homeless and the, you know, people that need assistance that are not necessarily uh, affiliated with incarceration. Some have, some aren't. But your project has expanded a lot now into other aspects of humanity, correct? That's correct. What we found, uh, particularly when I got out 
and just talking to the men and women that found themselves on the periphery of society and out and out and about, I found that, you know, that a lot of them have come in contact with the criminal justice system and then they never recovered. So that if I looked at a, a field of 25 people, 20 of them on average are probably connected to the to the uh, criminal justice system in some way. So I just said, well, this is just too many people for me not to deal with all the people. So we need to drop down in this space too because you can't treat one part of the, the problem on one hand and then leave the other part essentially untreated because it's leaving a vacuum or a hole and and it just seems to siphon its way that way and you have more people now all of a sudden showing up that are homeless but nobody's really understanding the solution to it. So that's why we started addressing things on the grassroots level on the ground. We started saying, oh, okay. It just takes a little bit, right? We started out, I guess, with tents. We started out with a few, like, you know, sleeping bags just for the everyday shelter type deal, right? And then it became, okay, well, what can we put these people in different situations where they will feel safe and society will feel like, okay, we are starting them back on the road to recovery because a lot of them do suffer from mental illness and substance abuse and other things. And so people just basically want to just write all them off. We don't do that. Because they're human beings and we care. So we got to get down in there and talk, figure it out, what we got going on. And the main thing is trust. You have to build trust because if you don't, they will reject you. And I've seen it happen, so that's why I can say that empirically. They will do things. Right. Well, I, I guess it's like anything else in life. If you extend your hand, they're either going to take it or they're going to pull back away from it. And you have been extending an enormous amount. Uh, within just the last 90 days, uh, you've done more in the community than people that just walk past every day. They do all kinds of um, surveys and experiments on TV where they show a little kid with no coat on. And believe it or not, it's always a homeless person or someone that has nothing that gives a coat to that child. So what has happened to our society that we just turned a blind eye and looked the other way rather than to help when so many people in the world at this very moment are very close to being where those people are? Yeah. Those are the marginalized, right? Those are the one check away people. Those are the people that work day to day and the next thing you know, someone gets hurt and they don't have health insurance. These are a lot of little factors and variables that it, it only takes one thread to come undone for everything to just unravel and it unravels quickly and it doesn't take long before people find themselves on the outside looking in saying, wow, how did I end up out on the street when I was just over here doing this? And it only takes one or two things. So that's why it's important to put these safeguards in place, these safety nets, so that those marginalized, those people that are disenfranchised, those people on the periphery of society, they can say, okay, I know I can run over here to uncuff because they always will have some food for me. Once a week, we give away food at the Mission Samoa in Fairfield. Once a week, we do that. And uh, we give away clothes. And we make sure that people just have a little bit of dignity, right? It shouldn't always just be, okay, I'm going to turn my back to you. And, you know, I reach out to a lot of these organizations, like the major ones like Walmart, Costco. And there's so much red tape involved in this process that I always ask the person at the end, why are you doing this if you're making it so difficult just to give the people the food? You mm -hmm. say you're doing it but you make it difficult. It shouldn't be that way. It should be very simple. It shouldn't have to go. Each local Walmart should be able to service their community because it's easy to find out if a person is doing the work in their community. 
it should be very it trickled down, but it, it's not that way. It's ugly. So, but we we stay on the grind. We stay positive. We stay stay on it. We stay doing it because that's what it's all about. Making sure that we can get this stuff to the people. Yeah. Um. I know that donations sounds simple sometimes when you go to places. But you're right. There is a lot of red tape. Everyone wants to cross their own T's and dot their own I's. And I know in a lot of instances, restaurants at the end of the night throw out tons of food. Bakeries throw out tons of food. Um, if you're within the sound of my voice and you have an establishment that can assist, Damon, where do they contact? Okay. So... The quickest and easiest way to uh, to talk about donating food, and so this is what what happened with Feeding America, and I've spoken with a couple people from there. What they found was this: that the reason why we ask for donations, meaning monetary or money, more so than we ask for actual canned goods like we used to, is because it's much easier for us to disseminate the funds to feed the people than it is if, say, for instance, you donated. Uh, five cans of pinto beans and five cans of whatever you donated and a million people did it at the same time now there's a logistical problem because now you're you're actually costing more for the nonprofit to get it to the people than if you just donated and we streamline it because we already have the mechanisms in place you can go on the site on uncuffproject.org and there's a donate button it clearly says why we do what we do what we do where your money goes what are the advantages of donating money? So in, in our situation, it is a 501c3 nonprofit. So there is a tax incentive for people to donate, right? So this right there alone should give people motivation like, okay, they're not playing around with my money. A lot of times people assume that these, because there's a lot of stuff out there, scam artists and all these other things. But you can also go to the irs.gov Type in the uncuffproject.org and they will tell you everything about us and give you the full transparency on who we are and where your money goes because we're obligated to report it to the IRS. So there's no hiding what we do with your money. So this is, this is very, I always encourage people to do it. Like just type in IRS, <laughs> type us in because if the IRS acknowledge that we're legitimate, then nine times out of 10, we are legitimate, right? You're not going to fool the government. They know what's going on. Awesome. All right, let's take a brief break and we'll come back with more of Navigating Freedom with Mr. Damon L.
been messed up, I've been lost, I've been kicked out, I've been tossed in the whispers. So clear in my mind, the pictures intertwine in my memory. But all of my dreams are calling to me and showing me things that no one should see what's hiding beneath all of my beliefs that's making me think that i could finally find anywhere because there's more just chat with Bree to come.
radio that's second to none, KYBN. And welcome back to Just Chat with Bree. And today's episode of Navigating Freedom with Mr. Damon L. Cook. So, Damon, I my next question for you. You have men and women that you work with. What are some of the differences of problems that you experience, and, and how are you broadening out your program to accommodate them? Oh, uh, okay. That's a good question. So we've been really focusing in probably the last month on the criminogenic needs of the, the individuals that get out. What I mean by that is the antisocial cognition. I know this is going to be a lot of technical terms. The antisocial companions, the personalities of antisocial and the temperament and or the family or marital status. And the reason why we have to focus on that because those are what we call the big four. If you can reduce some of that antisocial cognition and reduce the risk thinking and feelings and try to help them adapt uh, some alternative ways of looking at themselves and the identity that they've taken on, then it's less likely that they will commit crimes again. And a lot of people have ignored that for years, that that's a very big part of how crime is committed in society, right? And also, they want to reduce the association with offenders. But I have a little twist to that. I always believe that someone who got out and is doing a pro-social um, uh, program, he can be a mentor, she can be a mentor to somebody who's just getting out because they can mimic what it is to be positive. And they trust the fact because they just came from where they came from. I, I always am a firm believer in that. Although some of the professionals seem to think that you have to reduce that association in order to um, increase pro-social behavior. I just believe that they work hand in hand if you put them together. Also, you know, we're, we're talking about building the problem solving and the self-management, anger management. These are the things that trigger things. Most of the time in criminality, as you know, people get volatile very quickly. It, it takes a split second for them to go from zero to 60, and then things have escalated out of control. So, but if we learn to identify these personality traits and address them accordingly, that when things start to come up, people start to say, okay, there's a better way. I could pause. There's, you know, a lot of acronyms, right, before they can react. So what I, we try to do is we try to get people to look at it from a different perspective. Take it easy. Let's get some coping skills developed because these coping skills are what we do with day to day, right? I had to do a lot of practicing with my coping skills when I got out because there were a lot of things I observed as we talked about, like the rudeness of people was just beyond me. The lady at McDonald's, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That was just bizarre to me, the way that people would speak to other people when they're not actually projecting hostility. It's just something that's processing in them. And so we have to learn to understand that other people are going through things at different times, right? That's, that's entailed that what that does is reduce conflict, right? It builds a positive relationship, and the communication is in hand. If we monitor it, if we look at it, if we're, if we're supervising that on a level where they don't feel supervised, if that makes sense. Right. What are some of the major differences you see between the male returned citizens and the female returned citizens? What are some of the differences as in problems or coping uh, that they're experiencing? Okay, so uh, what I see very quickly is the women, by and large the women, and this doesn't mean how they identify gender-wise, like because now we're in the age of pronouns, right? So I'm an old school guy, so 
if a woman left a woman's facility, I'm just assuming she's a woman, but that's not necessarily the case. So what I'm learning in this space is I first ask, how do you identify yourself? Because sometimes they say you can him, her, or he, you know, whatever pronoun they use, that's what I like to address them as. So when we start talking about the women, there is a great deal amount of trauma that is very apparent immediately. So that is why I always have assistants that are female that address the issue rather than me. I first want them to feel comfortable in the space to know that there's somebody here who has experienced what you've experienced and understands you without judging you. Because a lot of times the women have gone in and, and they, they might have had not such a great life. They were subject to abuse and there was a lot of, uh, maybe it was some sex trafficking going on. So they come out with a feeling of distrust with men right off the top. So that's what I try to eradicate. So that is a big deal that I see a lot. But the men, they're much more, uh, I would say, much more reserved in their feelings. They experience just as much trauma, but they process it different. So it comes out different. Maybe it comes out aggressively. Maybe it comes out in different ways. But still, there's trauma there nonetheless. So we have to learn how to address the trauma in a man differently from a woman. So that's part of the things that I've been uh, working with right now. And this is, you know, this is on the job training for me. Because as soon as I see a lady who got out, we had a beautiful person who got out. She told me immediately, they referred to me as he or him. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. So, you know, I'm saying, okay, ma'am, can you explain to me what that is? She said, yep, don't call me ma'am. Call me him, her, or him, or he. And then, so I had to go through that a few times. I'm still struggling with it, but I'm getting it, right, because I want to be able to reach the people the way they need to be reached. And so she transitioned to a male facility. And then I said, okay, now I'm starting to understand where you feel most comfortable. Even though you are a female, you identify as a male, so you want to be in a male environment. And we had a great conversation. And then after that, she and I really, she became an advocate and a person who's helping me navigate this process better. And so I brought her in the room with a few other formerly incarcerated um, people that were born women but identify in a different gender, and, and uh, that was helpful for her. So I put her in her own support group because really we're about just supporting one another doesn't matter where I'm at in this. It's where you are and how I can help you. That's really where it's at. That's interesting to know. How would you know? I mean, how, how would you know really? And today... First thing um, you got to do, well, you got to ask, right? Right. Just got to ask, right? You just got to ask. Say, excuse me, I have to ask because I don't know. And then they're real receptive. By and large, everyone is real receptive. They go, I appreciate you asking because nobody really asks. They just take for granted, take it, you know, take for granted that that's what it is. This is who I see. So you... You must identify this way. Just ask, I would say. That's the best move. Well, that's an eye-opener for me. Uh, Of course, you know, our demographics have changed in the past 31 years. And there is a lot more progressiveness, a lot more um, male-on-male, female-on-female type of things. And so sometimes it is difficult to differentiate what's what and who's who because, you know, I've, I've seen personally women that look very much like they've transitioned to a man, but they're still women. And it's like, oh, I, I guess it's kind of like um, how when when I was an officer, people would be like, oh, you know what, Miss Bree, please don't judge me. And I would always say, you know what, um, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to make sure that there's an orderly run institution. And so 
I guess that's how we have to be with life now, too. Just if it's not inflicting into your household, mind your business. <laughs> oh, that's the yeah, best I can think of it. Yes, indeed. Let's go to a brief break, Damon, and come back with more interesting conversation. The time I spent with you, I wanted to be quality. Cause I don't have tomorrow, and until the time I will see. The time I spent with you, I wanted to be quality. Quality. Cause I don't wanna lose the thought of 
shining down on me. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-823-9853. 800-823-9853. 800-823-9853. That's 800-823-9853. It's going to be another long, hot summer, so stay cool this year without breaking the bank. Choose EnviroSafe's professional refrigerant products and keep your air conditioning systems working like new. With a R22A refrigerant kit, you can quickly and easily add refrigerant to your home air conditioning unit or vehicle and easily fix a leak in your system with XL4 Pro Seal. Designed to search out and prevent out leaks in your cooling system. Rely on EnviroSafe to keep cool this summer. Save energy and save the environment too. Order online or in our showroom in Pekin today. EnviroSafe. Just chat with Bree and today's episode of Navigating Freedom with Mr. Damon L. Cook. So, Damon, out in your travels and out in the different things you're doing where we can swipe without having a sales attendant and bag our own groceries and all those good things, anything that you've discovered that is different or that you got questions about since you've been out shopping and, and getting... Kroger cards and all that good this stuff. Is I feel, this is what I feel like is going on, Brick. I feel like that shopping has taken on a new thing for me, right? Everything in this day and age of security. So everything requires a passcode, code, some type of unlock code, 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 right? Everything is coded, right? And so I'm barely just trying to remember half these numbers I have right now in my head. And now they want to know what the code is. And then they say, don't keep the same code for every card because people can get it. So you have to switch it up, and you don't know which one you switched and what. Whew, that was too lies a lot going on. So ah. it, makes me, it makes me defer going to the store, right? <laughs> hey, well, why don't you just go? I'm cool. I don't, I don't want to be. <laughs> I love going to the store. I love looking at stuff. But trying to pay for it is, a, is another animal. It's what I like. Out of all these cards that they have, this is the one I like the best. I hope they're listening out there. Listen closely. This is the best. I, I love this one. Tap. I love that one the best. <laughs> you just mm. tap that card on that screen, boop, and that's it. You don't ask me anything else. It's telling you the money's good or it's not. I love tap. Oh, Lord have mercy. So <laughs> what you're saying is you, you just want to – you liked it better before you could get discounts with your passwords and all that kind of stuff. And why do we have so many passwords in so many different places as opposed to just being able to maybe scan your phone number in and then just go on your merry way? Yeah, I, there's a lot of things. Like, I haven't mastered the system yet, right? I'm still learning. So there's a lot of things I'm learning. And so I, I just open up my little cards and get my little monies together. It's, as much as I want to reach in my pocket and hand somebody a 20 and just say, let's keep it moving, a lot of times I get funny looks. Like, are you really handing me cash right now? I don't have time to figure out what your change is going to be. Like, this is the kind of, this is the kind of re- reaction I get from the checkers, cashiers. They're almost offended when you hand them some money. And then I get this one. They look at the money and they hold it up to the light and they 
like I'm giving them some foreign stuff. Yeah, well, you know, counterfeit money has gotten pretty good. And so people pass counterfeit quite a bit. So, of course, being a person of color, you do know that they have to check your money, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have nothing to like, do how with naive, How from. naive of me, Bree? Are you, you kidding know? me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I just want you to know um, if I hand someone a $100 bill, they smile and take it and they'll hold it up. And if it's an inexperienced kid, they'll call over 15 other people to come. And then you'll have one person say, why don't you just mark it with the pen? And then they'll say, well, you know, the pen doesn't always work like that. And basically what they're saying is, you know, she could probably pass one. Don't look at her like she's got gray hair and she's innocent. So... Yeah, hold it up. Come on, let's hold it up to a couple of lights. Let's get a flashlight out. Let's go outside and look at it. And then, you know, every now and then they'll say, well, do you have anything smaller? No, I want to use my $100 bill. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you think, um, yeah, it would be easy. No, 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 no. That's much too simple. Now, other people can hand $100 bills and have four or five of them, and they'd be sticky new, probably with ink still smearing on them, but not you and I. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's just not the way it is. So, yeah, uh, we do have to have passwords, and I can tell you, they tell you don't use the same password. Um, I try not to, but... Then after about four times of trying to remember what I changed my password to, it'll say, you're locked out for 24 hours, come back tomorrow. I understand the significance behind it because, you know, there's identity theft out there. And, and they'll tell you that you're safe and protected from identity theft until you have identity theft. And then you're not supposed to suffer or be penalized for it. But guess what? You suffer and you're penalized for it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you do, yeah. Have you don't. Yes, indeed. So, anything else uh, besides passwords and um, and just basics? What's a, what's something else that's way different from you know that you that you remember that you like that's not that way now? Oh wow, there's so many little nuances that. Mm, I think for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I think that I remember a time where people were courteous, and I think I fell into a situation where, by and large, most people don't really give a damn about the next person. It's way too many people. That it's, it's just put it this way: it used to be if, for me, it used to be taken for granted that people say thank you, please, I appreciate you, that kind of stuff, right? That stuff rarely happens, so when it does happen, it's noticeable to me. Like, mm. for me, it, it, I'm always saying thank you and I'm appreciative of whatever anyone does for me. I just don't come from the school. Like, the person that's getting your food, you should be rude to. <laughs> right? I just don't believe it because they're human beings. And what happens when they get around the corner? I don't know what you're doing with my food. So right. I'm going to be as pleasant as I can, even though I didn't order a cheeseburger. I wanted a chicken sandwich. But thank you for the cheeseburger. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not sending it back. I just can't do it. 
it. Hey, I used to be a waitress back in the day, and I know never. I'd rather order something else to go than to send it back. No, yes. send it back. Yes. I see. That's what I'm saying. And sometimes people don't really get that, and I think they're just focused in on what they're focused in on. I think it has a lot to do with a lot of different things, but this is post-COVID, uh, post-E, e, what is it, uh, PPE or whatever it was, whatever unemployment, EDD. There's a lot of that stuff, and so people just really don't want to work anymore. They don't want to work. They're much rather have they're rude. To check. They're just rude right now. I I, I witness it all the time, and one thing that I witness is that senior citizens have no clout. You know, back in the day, a senior could jump line, and people would be like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Lord, I saw a lady jump line the other day. I think everybody in the line was going to jump her. And, you know, she, she turned and looked at everyone, and they were talking to her, and she turned back around like she didn't hear nothing, but she clearly cut about 10 people. And I know back in the day, they used to just give seniors that little privilege of, go ahead, go ahead, ma'am. Not anymore. Them kids were like, oh, woman, you better get back out of the line. You better this. You. People were up in her face. I was like, ooh, somebody's grandmama is upset. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. You cannot pretend like you're a senior and don't hear anymore because those kids will get... I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on because the kids, they, it's not just seniors. They, they don't respect anyone. And um, it's starting to roll over into, you know, the 30- and 40-year-old bracket as well. And it's sad. It's sad. We have no courtesies. I agree with you. But let's go to a break, and we're coming back with more of Mr. Damon L. Cook. Mother, mother There's too many of you crying Brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way Bring some love in here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love can conquer You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Picket lines And picket signs Don't punish me With brutality Talk to me so you can see
everybody thinks we're wrong Oh, but who are they to judge us? Simply because our hair is long You know we've got to find a way To bring some understanding here today being a ballerina for every child to express themselves in dance and for every parent who appreciates instruction from a christian worldview with appropriate costumes choreography and music there's reflection school of dance for 14 years helping god-given talents to be reflected in the art form of dance from ages two through adult discover the difference at reflectionschoolofdance.com that's reflectionschoolofdance.com KYBN Radio, Mountain View, California. Welcome back to Just Chat with Bree in today's episode of Navigating Freedom with Mr. Damon L. Cook. So, Damon, last week you told us that you had started back to school and you were taking sign language. So, how is that going for you? Oh, Bree, let me tell you about this class. So, <laughs> it hit me like a ton of bricks. So, I'm prepared. I get my book. I go down to the bookstore. I'm rolling. I said, yes. I'm going to take this sign language class. I'm going to conquer it. It's going to be great. So the first class, it was, you know, this is orientation. Hi, I'm your teacher, yada, yada, yada. Everything was wonderful. So then we tie, I chime in yesterday, and we're taking the Zoom, uh, you know, we're in the Zoom thing. And so my teachers are real stickler for making sure you maintain your camera being on, you stay in front of your screen. She's, she's very serious about this. And you must pay attention. Right, well, obviously, because she's teaching us how to sign and all this other stuff. So she's talking, and I'm watching, and then it went dead silence. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, this is immersive learning 101 right here. 
I'm so I'm saying, well, Damon, you took the sign language class, so hey, look, there was no sound for two hours. Oh, well, did you just say it was silent in a sign language class? Yeah, I did say that. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Look, I'm ready for, okay, class, boys and girls, put your hands together and sign this way. No, (laughs) it wasn't silent. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. Well, Damon, it... um, that is how you learn, um, having being experienced in sign language. You're fortunate because your teacher actually talks to you. I had a deaf teacher, so therefore my class started my my class started silent, ended silent, and we were so bold we went to another sign language class for uh, a mixer. We were not allowed to speak. But our teacher had taught us so well, we were pretty good at signing because we could only sign during class. There was no talking during our class. Everything was signed. He would teach us the signs, and after about five minutes, that was it. And the rest of the class was all signing, whether we signed, um, you're going to go fly in a bus or, (laughs) you know, if you were flipping off the teacher and didn't know it, we signed. And so when we went to the other class, we signed through the whole thing. And we were laughing at the other students because they hadn't learned the same way that we had learned. And they had no clue what we were saying. And they kept asking us questions, but we were told we could not talk or we would get, you know, knocked off of our grade. So when we came back to class, our teacher high-fived us because we blew away the other sign language class. Was I know that that sounds kind of petty. But it was okay. And, yeah, Damon, you're going to have to practice in the mirror. <laughs> I'm finding this out. <laughs> you're going to have to practice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And it'll knock against your grade if you hold up your hand. Oh, the because- best part, look, Bree, the best part of that whole process is well, I'm, I'm sitting here staring in front of the computer. I'm ready to go. I'm watching. Everything is looking great. And then she didn't give you a warning like I'm going silent on you. She just went silent. And then I didn't hear anything else. And I kept checking the mute button. I kept checking all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, this got real. This just got real right now. Oh, my goodness. I can't oh, wow. this, ladies, man. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. But I'm going to give you a little tidbit to help you. You can go online and Google sign language and learn the basics in sign. And look in your book, see what you're going to learn and learn the basics in sign. Because if she's like the average sign teacher, she's not going to say too much to you except for your grade. Yeah, that's over with. Talking is over with. I figured that out at the end when she said, there'll be no more talking. And she said it in sign. Mm. See my lips. No more talking. And I said, Mm. okay. (laughs) Well, I expect you to get an A in that class. (laughs) Okay, so here's another thing I learned. So in, in prison, we have sign language that we use inside the hole when we communicate with each other through the windows, right? That's out the okay. window, right, what I just said. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That, that language is a, is a completely foreign language to American Sign Language. Yeah. There literally is yeah. only two letters out of the alphabet that even compare to a prison alphabet, A and J. The rest, 
the hands of signals are different. Uh, Here I am thinking I had a tactical advantage. I thought I had an advantage. Oh, yeah, I was in the hole. I got an advantage. I've been talking this way for years. I could do it. (laughs) As soon as I get in there, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Do do they let you do the old traditional sign language? Uh, I'm not sure what that is right now because what I'm seeing is so foreign right now. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, see, in Girl Scouts, we learned the basic A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So that's a harder way to sign, you know, because you got to spell the words out. But, um, well, I guess I can't save you on that one. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, spelling the words out is not part of the – that's only like a quiz. Like spell cat, spell dog. That's just to see if you got a grasp of 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 the placement of your fingers. But that's not what we're doing. We're doing full-fledged conversations. My name is, I'd rather be over here. I look at that. Oh, that's where, why, what, when, all this stuff, right? And what she explained that I was very clear on was 90% of it is facial expressions and 10% is your actual hand gestures. Wow. So she's like, you could give me the same gesture and you don't have the right facial expression, and I'll think you meant something else. Wow. Well, let's keep up on progress and see how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow Dave and get a D. Let's follow Dave and get a D. That's what I'm going to get. No, no, no. You're going to sit in the mirror, and you're going to take your book, and you're going to make your arm gestures and your hand gestures, and uh, I'm laughing, but honestly, I can say my name. I can say thank you. I can say I love you. I can say I'm going to work. I'm going to school. I'm going to study. I don't know. Well, actually, that's quite a bit. Okay. Hmm. Okay, that's a great thing. Yeah, I so... I how I turn up the volume. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I think you're going to have no, to learn good. that one. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm going to learn. No, uh, truth, truth, truth is uh, I really appreciate the class, and I appreciate her dropping us right into it. Let's go. So, you know, I'll adjust, and I'll be better for it. But right now, that was a shock. I'm telling you, that just, woo. I was like, uh-oh. Wow. You know, I'm an older guy, so and everyone in the class seems like they're in high school or uh, freshman and second sophomore in college, and here I am sitting in here with these youngsters and they're moving a mile a minute. You can do it. It's all good. You can do it. I've got confidence, confidence in you, faith in you. You can do it. So (laughs) let's give your contact information as we sign off (laughs) for this day. So you can meet the failing American Sign Language student at (laughs) theuncuffproject.org. You can also reach us on all the major platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think we're on TikTok. We're probably on all of them. Um, yeah, the Uncut Project on all of them. You can see the kind of work we're doing, what we're doing. It's a serious business, folks. I know we laugh right now and just, but no, I do take it seriously because taking this sign language class will help me communicate further with people who are marginalized. Those are the people that are deaf in the community that are suffering from homelessness. So yes, this is a serious. I know we joke about it, but I am going to take this class seriously. And I appreciate you guys listening. And don't be afraid to donate, man. We'll take it all. Five, ten, twenty dollars. Put it in there. It's all good. We also have a store. I want you to go in the store. Now, we have some wonderful shirts that for your donations, you could pick up a couple of these shirts. Go take a look at the new designs we've got going on. So, yeah, theuncuffproject.org. I'm Damon Cook, and I am the CEO and founder of the project, co-founder with, along with Lisa Strong, and that's what we do. Thank you, guys. Awesome. And we're out of time for today, listeners. We will come back again soon so that we can find out is he the master sign (laughs) 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 oh you'll be fine and listeners we'll see you next time 
A perfect love and two hearts aglow Back up, I can't get too close If my heart breaks again, it's gonna explode
is KYBN Studio One World Advantage Network, and we invite you to join our radio station live by going to our webpage at www.kybnradio.com. Or listen to us on your smartphone, iPad, or tablet by downloading our mobile app and looking for KYBN Studio One World Advantage Network, the radio station heard around the world, bringing you great entertainment for your listening pleasure 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Come on and join us now. When I profess my love, press the button. 